city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, subscribe, like, or share. Or you can follow me, Joseph McGuire, at Podcaster Joe on Twitter or at Clovercrest Media. Today is always a fascinating day in the day of the NFL because, well, it also is a sad day for some, but for some it's also a tremendous day, a tremendous opportunity because of the fact that they make the team and some get cut. Today is where... All 32 teams have to have their final 53-man roster. And you always see some big names that get caught, some surprises. Well, the biggest name and probably the biggest surprise came in this morning out of New England. I got a text from my boy, my bo- one of the avid followers of Keys of the City, saying, Bill making Bill moves. And I'm like, oh, no, did he do what I think he did? Well, ladies and gentlemen, he did. The breaking news this morning, Cam Newton is out, and Joe's boy, Matt Jones, is now officially the number one starter for New England. And now we can officially say, yes, last year was a little hiccup in the road, but now the new era of New England Patriot football is officially underway. But we're also going to have, like I said, we're done with our top 10 list. So we will be doing the AFC preview, AFC East, AFC North, AFC South questions, and the AFC West, all brought to you by Ted. Great questions. We'll talk about that. And then Friday we'll do NFC. And then next week we'll have our NFL preview because we are, ladies and gentlemen, we're a week and a half away from the NFL season starting. College football already started, but the NFL season is officially underway in a week and a half. But this is the major news. Joe, I want to start with you because you're such a big Mac Jones fan. You've been a big Mac Jones fan for the past since he started at Alabama. Tell me, you see this news. Is this the right move by the New England Patriots? And how are you feeling that Mac Jones is now the guy in Foxborough? I also saw he shot up. Vegas now has him number two uh, in in uh, chances of finishing rookie of the year just behind Trevor Lawrence, uh, who, by the way, looked brilliant for Jacksonville the other night. But I'll, I'll say this. Listen, I, I said this the other day. Uh, it bears repeating. I, I think, honestly, Bill went in from day one kind of hoping this is how it would play out um i think there's more to it than than that i saw cam's message earlier today uh don't worry about me i'm fine appreciate the love and support um obviously he wasn't going to take a backup role because at three and a half mil i don't know why why you wouldn't keep him on the bench in case god forbid something should happen to mac jones but uh, again i think teddy might touch on that i think there could be more to the story there but look mac jones uh, is a really smart dude, and and we've talked about that. And you look at a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick, and the fact that he's lasted in this league as long as he has, it's because he's got a brain. It's because Ryan Fitzpatrick's a really smart dude, a Harvard guy. Okay, uh, Alabama's not exactly uh, Harvard, but you know we know the kind of the, the kind of smarts this guy has. This guy has Tom Brady smarts. Now, if you know anything about Tom Brady in real life, his wife says he's very juvenile. It's it's like being married to a 15-year-old. So when I say smart quarterback, I mean, Tom Brady's the kind of guy who goes in there, breaks down tape, he can look at it, and he he knows his stuff, right? Mac Jones has that ability. I think Bill loves that. 
he was, you know, the, the way Mac handled himself, I, I just, again, was reading uh, on my way over here. Uh, so many of the, the veterans of that team are like, dude, this kid just commands it. He walks out of the field and you hear him in the huddle and you just believe it. You're just buying what this guy's selling. Uh, you know, they call him the Joker, Mac Jones. He's a goofball. He likes to have fun, but he takes this sport very serious. He's very good. And if you look at the numbers each and every game, most importantly, Teddy, I said, I, if watching this guy, he looks like an NFL quarterback. I still don't know exactly where he's going to be. Is he going to be great? Is he going to be pretty good? Somewhere between Goff and Stafford, maybe? I don't know. But I think this is the right move for the Patriots. And I do think this puts them a step closer to being competitive this year. So it is remarkable, Joe. Mac Jones is the starting quarterback. I told you before the show, I thought this was the most shocking thing I've heard since Trey Lance went number three in the draft. Really, I haven't. I mean, because this was, remember, this was the guy that was supposed to go to San Francisco. Yeah. So it's pretty remarkable when, you know, you see the story flip, guy falls right to number 15 to New England. So while you were talking, I was just looking up some stuff. So Jones finished the preseason with 107 snaps, easily the most among Patriots quarterbacks. Finished 36 of 52 for 389 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Now, Joe, you said something last week about Daniel Jones. Play to your smarts, right? Guy went to Duke, you assume, very smart, intelligent guy. I'm not going to get into Daniel Jones, but we saw a play that was not very smart. Then when you watch Mac Jones on the field, he plays smart. He plays Brady S, reliable, smart, takes what's given to him, makes the right decisions. Now, this has nothing to do with Cam Newton, particularly with Mac Jones, but Trev, remember dad used to say something about like, if you want the job, you got to go get it. Like if you, if, if you've done what you're supposed to do, that's great. But if you really want the job, you have to do more. Yeah. And I feel like Cam Newton did what he was supposed to do. Great teammate, everything he well, was Matt, at. Well, Matt Jones went above and beyond. But he did, he over-impressed, like, and Joe said, over-impressed his teammates. I'm going to read a quote from Trent Brown, the starting left tackle. I'm going to make sure I get it correctly right. Jones, um, I think he can be special. To be so young, I think he makes some throws that are not a lot of young, guy, young guys can make. That speaks volume. A lot of veteran guys have taken respect to him. You know, Joe, you said his nickname, Joker. His also nickname is Mac and Cheese. Mac and cheese, that's what Cam gave him. So this Joe and Bill Belichick is stirring the pot. What I'll say to this is I think this was a bigger decision. This wasn't just so about Mac Jones. Joe, you said he was guaranteed. So here's here's the real thing. Newen was guaranteed $3.5 million. So he made $3.5 million. If he would have earned up to $5.1 million if he was healthy and on the roster as a backup. So Patriots save another $2.5 million. Here's the other thing. If he played throughout the season based on his stats and if the team made the playoffs, he could have made up to $13.6 million. Now, I don't think this decision was really based on money. I think this was on a bigger thing, more of a social issue, something that's going on with this country. Now, it's something I don't want to really get into because we like to talk about sports, but he's unvaccinated. This is the second time he's had an issue with COVID. Last year, he got COVID. This year, he was on the COVID protocol, and we saw some issues. We know Bill doesn't like to play those games. Does He's not on a seesaw. You're either on the boat or you're left on the island. I think the Patriots look at this as a bigger thing and goes, how can we have our starting quarterback not vaccinated 
and have to worry about week in and week out if he's going to be an issue with this team. I know that sounds petty and it sounds really stupid and childish, but the NFL has already made their point. We want you vaccinated. And if you're not, we're going to make it as difficult as possible for you to play football. And I think that might be a, one of the issues going forward. I think if he was vaccinated, I think he still would be on this team. I'm, I know that sounds petty. I know that sounds stupid. It, 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 it honestly doesn't. Trevor, I don't remember if it was on this show or if I talked about this on John about the G-Men, but I talked. Oh, it was on John about the G-Men because uh, Isaiah Groves was talking out of his butt. And we, we got into a fight about COVID. And I said, look, this is a leadership thing with Cam. My, my quarterback's got to get vaccinated. He, he's the most important guy in the room. Uh, everybody else in the room is there to make sure this guy can go out there and do his job. And you follow, the you one follow, thing you got to do is get a – oh, I, I mean, the, this whole thing is shocking. I thought it was shocking. I, I'm, I'm super surprised by this, but I, I don't think you're wrong, Ted. And Bill Belichick's a weird dude. So you never know what's going on in his mind. You never know when you how or what you did to get in the doghouse. And and sometimes there's no way to get out of his doghouse. And I think that could partially be the case here with Cam, who again was trying to seize an opportunity to to show leadership, to 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 take on a team like that. You know, and and there was a lot of excuses about last season and he had COVID last year acting like a fool. I think so, he did everything he needed to do. He Listen, everything that you heard from Bill Belichick was positive. Everything you heard about the teammates and about Cam doing all the reports, Twitter, he was doing everything he was asked, and he was well-liked throughout the organization and through his teammates. I think this, what, I, what, what kills me, Trevor, and I'll let you go, is how do you let this guy then take all the first-team snaps with all throughout and tell him he's the starter week one, every preseason game, and then you cut him. Now, I understand the reason why you cut him instead of trade him because now he can pick his own team. Here's the thing. He never said that he's the full. He was the starter going nope. the week. No, I know that. Why is he taking first team reps? It wasn't like the Matt Nagy thing in the Bears situation where yes, they've said Andy Dalton will start week one against the Rams. They've they've made that clear since he signed. What since they signed Andy Dalton, he never put out that Cam Newton was the starter. He said that this was a job for the taking. And when Cam went down last week with his whole misunderstanding of COVID, this was the opportunity for Mac Jones to step in and he delivered. He came in, he he played well, joint practice against the Giants. He looked good in practice. He looked good during the game. This is what Bill Belichick wants. It's Bill being Bill. He doesn't care if he's a rookie. He's going to throw the rookie in and see if this guy is worth it. Because I think seeing that whole, that whole factor of seeing Brady still holding that trophy pisses him off to no end. He'll never admit it, but just seeing Brady win another Super Bowl and him missing the playoffs, they need to get a replica of Brady, and this is the perfect guy to do it. And it's Bill being Bill. It's Bill making bold moves, and that's why Bill Belichick is the GOAT and the greatest of all time, and that's why guys like Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, are their asses are on the line because they want to play They want to play around and say, yeah, Andy Dalton's a starter. Put the best guy in. Matt Jones fits the Patriots system. He's the right guy for this job. You have a great running game. You have a great offense line. You have a great defense, even though you're going to lose your best player. Stephon Gilmore's out until week seven on the pup list. So that's a, a big loss for this defense. But this is a – they have all the right ingredients to compete for an AFC East title. 
And that's how we're going to branch off of this. They make the big move. Cam Newton is out breaking news. Mac Jones is going to be starting week one against his former teammate, Tua Tagovailoa in the Miami Dolphins. So that should be interesting. But let's branch off into this and get to the AFCs. As we're talking our AFC preview today, no predictions, no records. It's just a quick question on what we're going to talk about, the biggest question from each division. Then we'll do NFC next uh, Friday or the, whatever, whatever works best for us. And then next week we'll do our preview show. So beware of the sleeping giant. These are all questions from Ted Keys. Also, he's a Ted's Eats guy, but he also comes up with some fascinating questions, Ted. I won't say good. I'll come up with a better answer word for you, Ted. I'll say fascinating for you. But here, did you read the dictionary this morning? Uh, no, it's just, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little good today. I'm feeling good because football is just one step closer to football. So, what do we mean by beware of sleeping giant? Because well, the Buffalo Bills, well, they're at the hey, top. They're so at the here's, top. Hold on. Hold on. They're at the top. I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain I'm, the reason why I have I'm, this question. I know. I'm going to I'm gonna lead into it for you, buddy. All right. Listen to a professional. I've been doing it a couple times in my life. Okay? So the Buffalo Bills are already the cream of the crop. We put them in the top three, top four teams in the NFL. So they're one of the favorites. Well, this division just got a whole lot more interesting. So what do we mean by the beware of the sleeping giant? We're not talking about the Jets. We're talking about the Dolphins with their major, maybe rumors of Deshaun Watson, or we talk about the New England Patriots, Ted. Now, let's remember, when I made these questions, they were last night before we knew anything about Cam Newton and the New England yeah, Patriots. That's the thing. I was talking to David Sims at the gym the other day, just before when I was there, and I go, beware of the New England Patriots, everyone. Beware. Remember, what was it, 2001? Had Drew Bledsoe, veteran quarterback, got hurt like week four. Mo Lewis knocked Drew Bledsoe out. Some guy from Michigan who was gangly, fat, slobbish. He comes in, played quarterback, and then all of a sudden he leads him to the Super Bowl. And, and they stick with Tom Brady, even though Drew Bledsoe came back. And I thought about this last night. And the reason why I came up with this question is everyone's so high on the Bills. I get it. One of the three or four, maybe five best quarterbacks, talent-wise in the league, they still got no running game. They got a good defense. They got a great coach. Beware of the Patriots winning this division, folks. Get ready for it because it's probably going to happen. The Patriots are probably going to win this division, and it's going to happen just like 2001. They're going to have the better record. They're going to have the quarterback that is just like Brady. Here's what you got to realize, folks. They have one of the best offensive lines in football. All line. We, we'll talk about that with the Giants some other day. They got, they got nine returning guys from COVID last year. They spent the most money in free agency. They got defensive players that fit their scheme. They have personnel guys that are back, healthy, and ready to go. And I think Belichick and McDaniels are motivated monsters. They got embarrassed last year. That's something you don't want to do. You don't want to, you don't want to wake the sleeping giant. And I think that's what – I think last year put Belichick back – took a step back and realized he's got to change some philosophies. I look at New England Patriots, I'm like, good offensive line, good running game, very good defense that can rush the passer now because they have guys that can rush a the passer. Their front seven is back. The, one of the better linebackers in the league in Dante Hightower, a leader. Now, I know Stefan Gilmore is out, but they still have a very good secondary. And Belichick Maddox. And I look at that division going, well, they could, they could take care of Miami, especially if two is the quarterback. The Jets, they should win both. 
they split with the Patriots. And now think about this. Patriots should have beat Bills last year in in, um, in Buffalo if Cam doesn't fumble the ball. That's the reason why I came up with this question because uh, I said, Mac Jones could do everything that Tom Brady can do. Let's run the football. Let's play great play defense. Action, action, and let's man. not make a mistake. And all I'm going to ask you to do is about three or four times a game, make that big throw. And I know Mac Jones will because he has shown it in college. And he's showing so far in the preseason. And he has Joseph, the confidence and respect of his teammates to do so. Joseph, I'll let you go because I know you're a big Josh Allen guy. So what do you think about that take, that bold take that he has the New England Patriots winning the AFC East and reclaiming back their little hiccup from last year and getting back on top of the AFC East? How do you feel about that? I don't think the Patriots are better than the the Bills. I, 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 don't, I mean, I, I think they're a better team today with Mac Jones running it than they were with cam newton i do feel that way i don't know if it you know what i mean like what's but then again dude, with, with mac jones i don't know this this is a dude who hasn't lost a game in a really long time so and he plays you know, with he confidence plays with the utmost confidence and you know i don't know he, he seems like he's in a great situation i just feel like you know you're looking at buffalo that's probably like a like a 13-14 win team? Could be. 12 to 13 wins. I, I think I think they come back to life. Barnwell just came out with a great article on that. I think look at the Bills coming back to reality. Well, well listen. Took, if, I think they took advantage last year because here's the thing. The oh, Brady yeah. and the Patriots last Fair. team, all the guys out. So you got the beat up on New England, which then Tua was in his – you didn't know who was starting quarterback for Miami. They didn't have an offense last year. So they were just getting their feet wet. And the Jets were like one of the worst teams in football. That's why they're number two pick. So you take advantage like New England did for 20 years when you have a, a really poor division. They took advantage for 20 years having the worst. Joe, don't you don't you don't you think like yeah? Oh, everybody thinks it was like a, almost like a fluke. You almost want to maybe I don't want to use that word. I use it lightly because the Bills had an incredible season last year. But the Bills are looking at this like okay, the Patriots are they're back. We're, we got to keep we got to keep the pedal to the metal because. The when Belichick's still there and all this team coming back, this team is right on their tails. And even the Dolphins are in the same situation. They're right on the tails of the Bills. So I, I agree with you, Joe. I can see them as a 12 to 13 win. They're that talented. And I just see Josh Allen as the best quarterback in this in this division. McDermott is probably the second best coach in this division. They probably have the second best defense in this division. I just think that this team is too talented to take a major step back. I don't know about how you feel, Joe, with that. Well, I, I agree with the assessment, but, you know, like Ted said, that doesn't mean that they won't, that they won't take a step back, you know, to, toward, towards mediocrity. So it's rare to see a team improve, and it's, it would almost be impossible for Buffalo, short of them getting a real running game going, it would be hard for them to even top what they did last year. So a bit of a regression wouldn't wouldn't blow my mind, especially again, sort of considering where the other teams in the division are. I mean, the Jets obviously are not the the walkover they were last year. Uh, so just from that standpoint, yeah, uh, you know, just, just say they they win two less games than last year. That means the Dolphins need to win one more game than last year, and they'd win the division. So they're in a really good spot. Again, I'm fascinated now by. I almost want to become kind of a Patriots fan. I hate to say wow. that, man. I wow. love Mac Jones. Well, I've always loved Bill Belichick. You could still support him. Doesn't mean you have to be a fan. 
I'm not one of these millennials, so I don't know if I could like a team from another market or a play. I, I don't know if I could actually do that. I'll try. Um, but, yeah, I, it's exciting. And I, But I do think that, listen, every single team in the AFC East, except for Buffalo, I think is significantly better than they were last year. Okay. And I, I like think- all the coaches. And you like and the that, Listen, yeah. that doesn't mean any of them will finish ahead of Buffalo. But, but they're, they're all they're they're all improved from where they were. Vastly improved from last year, and you've got yeah. roughly the same Bills team this year you had last year. So from where, yeah, from where they are at the end of the season, all three of those teams to where they are starting on September twelfth, they'll be a lot better than they were at the last year. And you also have the well, assumption we that we're also going to take a consideration. This division could get a whole lot more uh, like attention if the Miami Dolphins make a major splash within the next week with all these rumors right now of still having a lot of interest in Deshaun Watson. You get Deshaun Watson and that Dolphins team, I mean, how can you not say the Dolphins could become the frontrunners? I mean, that's how that's how close we are from making this division the best division in football. Like, this was a division for 20 years. We all knew for 20 years that it was a laughing stock because we, the Patriots, we always knew it was like Alabama football. Put them in. Just cue them into the freaking AFC East Championship or an AFC East title, I should say. But now, if they Dolphins make a move because they're not all in on Tua. They might like him. They don't love him. There's a difference. You could like a guy. You're not married to the guy. That means that they could just say, I'm out. I'm out. But with Deshaun Watson, you make a move like that. I know with all his, with all the stuff that's going on, the big dirty situation and the messy situation, I should say, if they make a move like that, this division just got, it's just definitely up for grabs. Then. I, you know, I just think from an upside standpoint that the difference between Watson and Tua is negligible. I, I don't think there's a like. I think, I think if if you wait a few more years on Tua. He'll be as good as what Watson's been. Yeah, I do. I don't. I don't. I don't think Deshaun Watson is on another level as far as I mean. Watson. I. I I thought that two years ago. Watson's a top six, seven quarterback. I thought that two years ago. I. I just don't think so anymore. Doing the twenty-dollar bill. Deshaun Watson's a hundred-dollar bill. No, nah, I don't think so. He's bigger, faster, stronger, better arm, and he's already proven it. Tua is what he is. He's good. He's Daniel Jones. I'll take the ball out of Tua's hand over Watson's throw any day of the week. Okay, I definitely will. Well, as far cool. as the athleticism, speed, this, uh, that, that's that's fine. I don't think you're getting any better of a quarterback. I I really don't. I don't think if Deshaun Watson shows up, that's a Super Bowl team. I, 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 I don't think so. Well, and I, and I think also listen. The other problem is, you you've got a guy with great pedigree in Tua, who's a good human being, a good person. People love Tua. Mm-hmm. You're gonna swap that guy out for one of the biggest POSs in football right now, well, a guy who to win a Super Bowl. You know you're, listen, you you're not even a, hold on, you're not even assured that he's not going to end up in handcuffs before the season's over. I know. That's, That's why a lot of traded. risk. That's why hasn't been traded. That's a lot of risk for a team like the Dolphins, who haven't had a quarterback since Marino. I agree. 
obviously believed t two years ago Tua was the guy. I don't know. I'm just saying. We that don't just know seems like, dude, it's just, I, I, I don't see enough of an upgrade that the risk of whatever it's going to cost to get him, which I would assume would also include Tua, I just don't think, I just, it, to me, that's a huge, huge risk. I told you guys two weeks ago, there's a separate criminal investigation going on. And it's a, 11 different women. Only nine of those 11 are part of the lawsuits. So two of these women have no financial stake in the game at all. They're just complaining from a criminal standpoint. So well, as I said a couple weeks ago, he's in a little bit more criminal legal jeopardy than he was a couple months ago when there was like 20-some-odd accusers. There's funny. literally two who are not looking to make any financial gain, according to this, this latest article I read. Well, let's see. There is happens. the potential for an arrest before the season is over, or even sooner. And again, if you're the Dolphins, does that make sense to, to invest what you got to invest in to get Watson, who maybe you, and I, I, I have no problem if you guys think he's at that level. I saw what I saw last year in Houston. And then I saw him one out of town. Like, knowing there was a lot of shenanigans going on, vocal about getting out of town. And if the Dolphins were smart, they would have moved him immediately when the season was over. Because they would have got maximum value for him. All I'm trying to say is, is that we don't know if it's going to happen, but if it does, this division becomes maybe now the best division in all of football with the with the up and downs. Speaking of the best division in football, because this has been ongoing for years now, we've always talked about which are the great, what are the what's the best division in football. Well, I think we'd all come to an agreement that this division has been the most consistent and has been always a bloodbath of a division because these teams legit. I mean, everybody doesn't like each other; they're rivals for a reason. But this division just always feels different. And it feels different this year, especially this year. Because we're talking about the Cleveland Browns as Super Bowl contenders and the frontrunners in the AFC North, Ted. So I'll start with you because you came up with this question. Is it now or never for the Browns, Ted? How do you feel about this, knowing that the Steelers are still there and you still have the Ravens? Yes, just lost J.K. Dobbins, a huge loss to that offense, but still have those three teams. I'm not going to put the Bengals. They're still in rebuild mode, but there's always been those, those two specifically until the Browns decided to join the game. The reason why I wrote this now or never for the Browns is because Baker Mayfield's still under the rookie deal. Clowney's under a one-year deal. You know what I mean? How long are you going to keep Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb as dual running backs? How long are you going to pay Landry and Beckham and still have young guys? How many times are you going to keep Austin Hooper and David Nujoko? How are you going to pay for all five of your offensive linemen that are all solid? How are you going to keep Clowney and Miles Garrett? You know what I mean? How are you going to continually have these guys that are really good players? You don't have Miles Garrett. You signed Miles Garrett. I know, but listen, when you, pay, when you pay one person, you can't pay the other, all right? And eventually when you, we know this, just like the Ravens, just like Seattle, when you pay the quarterback big money, you're not able to keep that extra linebacker or that extra guard or, you know, someone that could have been a valuable piece, a special teams player. 
I said now or never for the Browns because the Steelers have taken a step back this year. I think all three of us are on the same agreement that the Steelers are not as where they have been the past couple of years. I think no. if you're going to get this division, the Browns, this is the year. I think Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield made a lot of steps progressing forward last year to prove that he was good enough. Okay? He was good enough to get them. Everyone around the league, and I think a lot of people around the country, think that the Browns, maybe, maybe not, but at least from my perspective, that a lot of people think the Browns are an Super Bowl AFC contender and title contender. So if that means, that means you're good enough. And we all know from year to year, your team can be, you know, guys leave, guys get hurt. This team is perfectly set up. I told you before when we were talking about this. What team can you name that might be more talented overall than this team? Maybe Tampa other than, Bay. Other than the Bucks and Chiefs? No. That's Listen, it. you might even say the Browns are more talented than the Chiefs. Look at the whole team. From the five offensive linemen to the two running backs, you'll take the two running backs from the Cleveland. I mean, I know Kansas City has Tyreek Hill, but who's their number two? You don't even know who their number two is. I know who their number two is, but what I'm saying is you got Jarvis Landry and Beckham, and then you have other guys in between that, and you got two solid tight ends. You got one of the best offensive lines of football. You have one of the best yeah, yeah, passers in the coach too. It's you brought Clowney. You brought Clowney in. You're going to get Grant Deplete last year, who was, who was supposed to be a first round pick. He's going to come back and play safety. You got one of the safeties from the Rams and free agency who was John Johnson. Will, Troy, Will then you got Denzel Ward. I mean, yep. and you got um, who's the other cornerback that they drafted from LSU, Trev, that from two years Greeny ago? He Williams. got hurt. Greeny Williams. Greeny Williams. He'll be. I mean, these are really talented players, and. Who's the line? I'm drawing blanks now, but help me out the linebacker. Didn't they get the kid from Jeremiah, Notre Dame? Too? Jeremiah Owoso Cormo. Who can play strong safety, weak side linebacker? He can blitz off the edge. They got a lot of great pieces. This is the perfect team right now. If they're going oh, to they, and they um draft uh didn't they who they draft in the first round this year? I forgot was it like Greg Newsom or was that Green Bay? Didn't I they think forgot who they, I forgot. They had a solid first two picks. They had a solid job, too. But I'm saying is you didn't pay the quarterback. This is the team. And I think the Ravens have taken a step back, too, because of some of the key losses on the offensive line. And I don't think they're losing Judon. I just think if the Browns are going to do it, they got to do it now because I don't think this team will be as great as it can, will be next year. Joe, and you got to take advantages. You, you just don't know when, when your opportunity comes, and this is their opportunity. I agree good? with you, Ted. I think some of all parts, I think if you look position by position, you could argue the Browns are the most talented team in the league. Um, it's it's at least up for debate. So I certainly agree with that. Um, and you're right. I mean, again, when you when you got to pay one guy, and we've seen it with the Giants over and over again, that means somebody's got to go, and and that's probably your starting guard mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in Zeitler. So, uh, yeah, this is a... This is it for the Browns here uh, before before Mayfield's going to get paid. Obviously, he's really going to have to show them. I thought he did a really great job last year. I didn't expect it. I, I honestly thought he was going to fall flat in his face. But he's and again, I've said this before where I think Baker is the right quarterback for the Browns. Yes, he fit. I said this back in the day when we were doing it in the CSB studio saying he just fits the Cleveland mold. I felt like Darnold was a better fit with the Jets at the time because he just had more. He came from L.A. Baker fits that more blue chip collar chip on their shoulder type attitude. And it was a perfect fit with Cleveland. And don't you hey, listen before you guys go on. Don't you think, though, if they. Um, trying to use a better word, but if they just play poorly, right, and they have a disappointing season, 
and they don't pan out the way they have, right? It's it's a very it's a big disappointment. It's going to be like it's going to be the never because it's not going to happen because this Browns team won't be a stack. So that's why I said now. It'll just be Cleveland. You'll just be like, well, it's Cleveland. It's the Cleveland Browns. I expect you expect it. You almost, you almost if it's going to happen. It's got to happen now. It's, it's got to happen. Now. Do you realize the Browns? with the exception of a couple of seasons in the mid eighties where they ended up getting outplayed by Denver. It's been about 60 years since Cleveland's had a good football team. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you take out those, you take out those couple of Bernie Kosar teams. Yeah, other Cleveland. Than those, yeah exactly. Uh, otherwise you got to go back to Jim Brown in the fifties. If this you want to talk about league. good Cleveland yeah. football. So yeah. Yeah, this is a this is a huge moment for for the Browns, and, and they, I, to, I really do think. Obviously, look, they they haven't extended Baker. I haven't heard anything about it happening, so he's going to have to earn it with another great year. The problem is, what if he regresses? Is this team get- looking for a quarterback next year? Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting, but yeah, this they have to put into play. Ideally, this is the right. This is the right time for Cleveland. Ideally, uh, this is a, a win. If they could do it now, all their problems would be solved. Joe, and think about what you just said. If Baker regresses and he doesn't pan out, then the whole then you got you know you, you got to blow it up, the whole apart, and that means you're going back to square one. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. This team is other than the Bucks. I would say, yeah, I would agree with you. I think they're the most complete team. Yes, they did actually draft Greg Newsom the third, actually in the first round, and so they hit on the draft. They hit in free agency. They got big pieces. They added to the defense. They need. They had a lot of needs in that secondary. What do they do? They go get John Johnson from the Rams. They go get Will Hill from the Rams. They sign Clowney to a cheap deal. That's going to be a dynamic duel with him and Miles Garrett. If he could stay on the field, you already have one of the best offensive lines in all of football. You've got a great duo in the backfield with Kareem Hunt, who could be a starter in maybe 30 other teams, with the exception of a few. And then you've got the receiving core, who's been dynamite. If Beckham could stay healthy, I know that I mean they were better without Beckham, but We'll see how that pans out. And then Baker, you've got a great coaching staff as well. Kevin Stefanski has really changed the narrative of the Cleveland Browns, and they're really going in the right direction. I would agree, Ted. The Bengals are in a rebuild mode. The Steelers, I don't see them competing for an AFC North title. you still got Big Ben. He's going to play out his final, final ride, I would say. And then with Baltimore, I really want to say Baltimore, but with the loss of J.K. Dobbins, that's going to be huge for not just the with the, the passing game, but the running game especially, too, because now Edwards becomes your legitimate number one, but this team is just way too complete in all of football, maybe the most complete team in the AFC, to not be maybe on the final weekend in the, at, on NFC East, or not the NFC, AFC title game. They should be in that weekend. They should be in championship weekend. That's where I expect the Cleveland Browns to be this year. They have all the right pieces, and now it's just, well, Cleveland, are you going to be the Cleveland Browns? Are you going to be like someone else that we haven't seen in, like Joe just said, 60 years and get to an AFC title game? Or, hell, maybe even better, a Super Bowl. We'll have to see. It starts off with a bang against the reigning champs of the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs. I can't wait for that. 
that's that's going to be a true test of where we're going to see these Cleveland Brown team. We're going to see how great they are right off the bat, and that's why I, I'm excited for that game. That's probably one of the most watched – will be one of the most watched games. Because I believe season. Andy Reid and Mahomes are undefeated in September. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. But I don't think they've lost a game in September. Well, we'll have to see. That team is the most complete team right now maybe in all of the AFC. Well, the team that maybe has the most bad luck of the entire NFL season right now is in the AFC South currently. Whether it's through injuries or whether it's through COVID-related issues, there is a lot happening in the AFC South for the wrong reasons. Also, the Tennessee Titans are dealing with another COVID battle. But this question is very simple. Because this is a two-team race. Because Jacksonville is a rebuild mode. Houston has just been a complete a mess for the past couple of years. This comes down to the Tennessee Titans and, and the Indianapolis Colts. So, Ted, I'll let you go off of it because well, this is pretty much – it comes down to this. Well, here's my – here's before I go, I'll ask both of you. Do you think I'm correct in the way I phrase this statement, Wentz or Buss? Do you, yes, do you want to show me why yes. I put it? yes. Okay. I'll give you an explanation quick, and I'll let Joe go. So the reason why I say that is because they just made the playoffs with Phillip Rivers, a quarterback that was at the end of his time. They got a guy that you feel, Carson Wentz, that we feel can still make plays and could still, he's still young. He has the ability to make this team into a Super Bowl caliber team. We've seen the highs of Carson Wentz. We've also seen the lows of Carson Wentz. He needed a new change of scenery. This is a perfect situation for him, a great offensive line, a great running game. Doesn't have the greatest receiving court, that's fine. Didn't have it in Philadelphia either. You have a great defense, a great coaching staff, who, when you had your best season, was your offensive coordinator, Frank Wright. So this comes down to, and you traded a lot for him. So this comes down to, Man, bro, I'm going to call you bro because you were were the number two pick. If you don't pan out here, your career will always be known as a backup. That's because that's where Carson Wentz is going to be. It's either going to be at the high highs or you're going to be just a backup in this league. Joe? Yeah, I feel like Carson Wentz is actually going to the defy the odds here and and uh I I I suspect play at an MVP caliber level. I really do. I hate Carson Wentz. He is so good, and when he plays, he's mostly been pretty outstanding. I think going to a team like Indianapolis, and I think he has COVID now, or didn't he just have yep. COVID? Yep. Joe, he has it again. He's on the COVID protocol because he's unvaccinated. Oh, another, another idiot, dude. You know, I mean, again, you would think that a guy who Joe- lost his job, right, Lost his job as a number one pick after the team won a Super Bowl, right? I mean, dude, that kid, uh, everything in the world. Like, whatever, Nick Foles. You, you knew the deal. I got Foles won Joe, it. They, Joe, they team. just put four new guys on COVID yesterday. Their center, their receiver, and another player that I, I can't – I'm drawing a blanket. The, Trevor dude, so just literally, me- literally the center to the quarterback, and he throws it to the receiver, and somehow somebody had it on their hands, and they all got it. And Trevor was telling me, which I didn't realize. I knew Minnesota was, but Trevor said Indianapolis is another team that's below the the market. The they are one of the. I think Minnesota and, and Indianapolis are one of the leagues. Because Quentin Nelson's just getting back from COVID too, who is the All Pro guard. So they've had a lot of issues. And the reason why I wrote this, and I know what you were saying, Joe, and you were on the right track, was if Carson Wentz plays to the ability that you were projecting and talking about, they should win this division easily. 
And you're like, easily, yes, because they are the better overall team in that division. They're More just as well team. Hold on. They're just as well coaches as the Vrabel. Well, don't you trip? Don't you agree? The, the Tennessee Titans just as well coached. Colts are with Frank Wright. Yeah. I would say that the Colts have a better offensive line than the Titans. I think Jonathan Taylor is just as good as Derrick Henry and can be. Listen, Derrick Henry's a beast, but Jonathan Taylor's not a beast. about that comment? <laughs> Listen, Derrick Henry's a beast, but look at Jonathan Taylor's numbers the last six games of the season. Last oh, year. I know. He wasn't the most productive running back, and he brings a little bit more speed, okay? I also look at the defense. The Colts' defense is is much better than I believe the Titans. They have okay. they have an all-pro defensive tackle in DeForest Buckner. They have an all-pro middle linebacker in Darius Leonard, and they have some really good key pieces in the secondary. I b- believe that if Carson Wentz plays like the guy that they traded for, they should win the division. Maybe not easily, but they should win it with the little ease. They should be 11 and 12 wins where the Titans will be at 9, 10, 11. They could win it by a game or two. Because Carson Wentz, I truly believe that if he plays to the ability he that we all want to see him play, he's a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. But the problem is, can he stay healthy? And will he live up to that expectation? And if he doesn't, he's a bust, just like you said, Trev. And I believe, just like Cam Newton, they will both be out of the league. I mean, yeah. Because that's how quick quick you could be out of the league. I would still take Tennessee just because I do say – I would say Tannehill is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz, even when Carson Wentz is 100% in play. I mean, Tannehill's been playing. Carson Wentz was going to be an MVP. When was Tannehill's been playing? I know. You're right. Going over to Tennessee. But you also have to consider Tennessee is going into a new offense because Arthur Smith is now the Atlanta Falcons head coach. So that could be a little intriguing going throughout the season just to see how that offense plays off of the new weapon they got Julio Jones, you got AJ Brown, you got Derek and your big, your big four, you should say they have the offense that could score 30 points in the NS against anybody. They have that good of offense. It's their defense. It's like Dallas. Their defense is just made some moves in the offseason, drafted Caleb Farley in the draft, but it's still not good enough. Janoris Jenkins, they added some secondary pieces, but still not good enough. This division, it's a two team race. So either going to come down to the Colts or Titans. My, my, Prediction right now would be the Titans. That's how I feel. I don't know how, how you feel, but I think it's Wentz or Bust. Well, we'll discuss our predictions. Well, we'll discuss our predictions next level, week. If Wentz plays at an MVP level, the Colts should win this division. But I'll say I, one last thing. Oh, Joe, all I was going to say was this is, and similar to what Trevin, we were talking about, I don't know if it was another team, either Cam New or another thing, but if Wentz doesn't pan out for the Colts, where is he going then? Because it didn't work in Philly. And he went to the offensive coordinator that he wanted to go to with a great offensive line and a good running game. What team is now looking at Carson Wentz? He's going to be looking at a backup job for the rest of his career because we know how the league goes. We're like, hey, do you know about the next two quarterbacks coming in the draft next year? You know what I mean? Like, see you later. Like, you're going to be Andy Dawn. That's where Carson Wentz is going. He will be Andy Dawn if it doesn't work out for the Colts, fighting for his position. Joe, finish up this uh, division. Yeah, um, you know, I think it's it's high past time that we stop disrespecting um, Ryan Tannehill, and I and I think that that's it's something that still happens. It it happens a lot. Um, I'm going to post something here for everybody to look at in a second. 
on our show on and, our right now? Yeah, yeah. It's, like, What's it's, going on with Joe? He's, he's, he's losing it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not going as easy as I thought it was going to go, but you'll no, see no, this. Joe's wins. I mean, look at these numbers. Look at the numbers. Last 24 starts for Tannehill and Mahomes. Tannehill's leading him in almost every single category, including touchdown passes. But don't Same amount of picks. Don't you sometimes look at numbers and numbers can't tell you the truth? No, I don't, I don't think this is 100%. But, but again, dude, this is like, I don't think to that's me, listen, Tannehill's not sexy. He no. doesn't look sexy doing it like Mahomes does. Well, he doesn't have well, the hair, and he doesn't spin well. around and throw the ball over his shoulder. He doesn't do those things. He doesn't have a cannon for an arm, but no. he makes plays. But he makes plays. But he makes plays. He throws that like, and dude, I just remember talking about Mac Jones. It's like, dude, you got a guy who knows what he's doing, who understands his offense, knows where guys are supposed to be, and can stick the ball in there. What else do you need? Right here. The, the problem in the the difference between these two guys really comes down to it's all Mahomes and KC. It all centers around Mahomes. In Tennessee, it's all around the big D train. Yep. Oh, by the way, again, last 24 starts. So that's all of uh, the last year and a half, basically. Consider that, that Tannehill put up those numbers equal to Mahomes while also having a guy run for about 2,500 yards behind him. That's all. Yeah, that's all. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. He's matching Mahomes yard for yard, touchdown for touchdown. And he's handing the ball off. Guy running for like 3,000 yards. That's insane. I'm glad you brought up Patrick Mahomes because that's how we're going to close out today's show is the good AFC. Segue. It's a good, absolutely, very good. <laughs> and it's good to have some stats. Yes, Tannehill has been lights out. He's been he's been impressive. He's can say the least. They needed a change of scenery just like maybe Carson Wentz needed. Ryan Tannehill needed it. He was a former first-round pick. Needed a change of scenery. Went to Tennessee, and he has flourished. Maybe Carson Wentz will have the same thing. But Arthur Smith, losing Arthur Smith, we'll see how that pans out for the Tennessee Titans offense. And I'm glad you brought up Patrick Mahomes because no, we're not going to talk about the Chiefs because that that's just too easy. That's that's been the that's been the basics since Patrick Mahomes has taken over as the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback. No, we're going to talk about the team that, to some, could be the dark horse of the NFL this year and could be a surprise team, maybe that could dethrone the Chiefs and. It's in their own division because it's from the Justin McGuire's favorite player in the NFL currently. What can Herbert do for you? Well, what does Herbert do for you? I wish you'd have said, what can Herbert do for you? Yeah, well, that's what happens when I write the sentences. They come out, they come out like I talk. Mismatch. Yeah, because so, he's, he's a stew, stew nods. The way I look at this is Oakland Raiders will be the worst team in the division. The Broncos, their defense is going to be really good. I just don't think Teddy Bridgewater is good enough to take them to where they need to be. I thought Drew Locke was going to be their guy. They'll be looking for a quarterback soon, too. So that leads the Chargers and the Chiefs. We don't need to talk about the Chiefs. I think all three of us have the same expectation that the Chiefs are going to win this division and probably be the number one seed in the AFC. More likely than not. So here comes the question. What can Herbert do for you? We used to argue with Joe a lot last year about this, especially the first couple weeks. I think we still do. I'm going to use Joe's phrase. Stop losing games then. Yeah. If you're that good, make sure your team wins games. Find a way to win, okay? Now, I know it's a team game. It's three, it's three, three parts of the game. Special teams, defense, and offense. He can only control one part of it. 
but you can dominate it, all right? The reason why I say this, too, is if you look at the last couple years, quarterbacks going into their second year have won MVP. Mahomes, second year in the NFL, won the MVP. Lamar Jackson, second year in the, MV, in the league, MVP. And then last year's MVP was Aaron Rodgers, but he had a stellar season. Tyler Murray was on that trajectory. But we've seen quarterbacks in their second full year take giant leaps forward, especially in the last five years. We've seen quarterbacks quarterbacks take giant leaps. If we, if the way I project Justin Herbert, and I think Trev does, he should lead this Chargers team to a playoff berth. Because I'm going to use Joe's words again. He's sexy. He's tall. He's big. He's fast. He's got a cannon for an arm. He might be more talented than Mahomes overall. Bigger, stronger, faster. And I don't think his arm is any is any steps below Mahomes. So we're going to get Joey Boza back. We're going to get Derwin James back. We're going to get Austin Eckler back. We're, it's now your team. It's your team. This is your show. We also got Corey Lindsley, the center, Pro Bowl center for the Packers. We drafted Rashawn Slater. We we made our offense line better for you. There should be no excuses no more. This team, as we've talked about years and years in the past, is always very talented. Mm-hmm. What can you do for me? And can Herbert be the guy that leads his Chargers team to the playoffs and maybe win an MVP? Joe, branch off of it. I'll let you go because I know you love Herbert. Yeah, I, look, I, I, I mean, I'm still not – crazy about the guy um there's something nah, well, the numbers were there he played well, great, he played Jones, great. You, you can't come over to the herbert side yeah i want to it's a look again i don't what i mean wrong? people what are acting like it's people acting like it's something personal i watched a lot he, I mean, loves, I, I, you know he, loves? he loves the tannell guy he loves not he doesn't like the sexy guys he doesn't like the gq guys he doesn't like the guys that are star he likes to find the go. guys that are like fat cigars you know, sitting in the background, you know, barely can walk, run a five flat. The guys that are six five, four four with cannon arms, like, I don't like that. It's too easy. It's too easy for this kid. But but you know what? You're exactly right, Teddy. Listen, if Justin Herbert's good, he's gonna win games this year. They're gonna make the postseason. If he does that, I'll I'll jump on team Herbert. He gets off to a seven and one, seven and two start. I'll watch all the games like I always do. If if it's if it's coming at me and I'm like yeah I really there I, I, there was just something about this guy where I'm like ah every week I watch and I'm just something didn't sit right with me I don't know what it is but and and clearly I was wrong listen clearly I'm wrong I, I'm not gonna say I wasn't you know I I I, I get he he finished with uh, one of the better rookie seasons of all time uh, quarterback wise so you can't argue with the results. <laughs> that's what joe is that's what joe is <laughs> you have to understand number seven's other arm is literally coming up the back side he popped the ball loose i was doing all i could look at my fingers if you zoom in on my fingers you'll see i'm squeezing that football with my right hand like nobody's business because i could feel it starting to pop out and by the way i did not fumble on the play He's, it looks like you were run through those tackles. But the reason why I want Herbert is because if he's going to take the next step, which I project, and that's why I drafted him in the fantasy, he can lead this team to the promised land. Maybe not the Super Bowl, but get close enough. I mean, this is 
Part of the reason where all my four questions were. Wait, what's the promised land? Isn't that the Super Bowl? Yeah, it is. Yes. Well, here's the thing. You got to make the playoffs. Well, no, first. but wait, yes, but no. Yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. Listen, you can take him to the promised land, but I don't think they are good enough yet to get to the Super Bowl, but he can get them close enough. He can be one of those sleeper teams where, like, hey, the Browns last year weren't that great, but Baker Mayfield took the next step. Can Herbert do the same? And listen, when you're going to be facing – the division that you're facing week in and week out, you got to dominate. I think the key for this team is going to be the health of Derwin James, the health of Joey Bosa. Th- those guys, when they're on the field, I mean, Derwin James, we know how great and special Derwin jo- James can be. He, he he has the look of a Sean Taylor. He has the play of a Sean Taylor. He can do everything right. He can do everything at a high level to an exceptional level. Joey Bosa is one of the best pass rushers in all of football. If this team could stay healthy, this team could be a legit dark horse to not just get to the AFC title game, but to represent the AFC. They're that talented. It just comes down to, as we always talk about every year, it just comes down to health. This was one of those teams last year at 7-9 and where they lost a lot of those late games where Herbert goes down the field and scores, and then the other team would get the ball and they would go down the field and end up scoring and winning a close game. And it happened three or four times to them. Mm-hmm. And it, a lot of people were like, oh, this defense is terrible. And it's like, well, maybe if Herbert didn't go right down the field and score and give the team a buck 50 to run it back, maybe that would have been different. Oh, I don't, th- I, I, I disagree. He's finding. I disagree. You know what? You know what? Scored, but that's a problem. No, it's not a problem. Leaving too much time on the scoreboard is a problem. And you know who doesn't make that mistake? Veteran quarterbacks. No, not necessarily. Defense is supposed to do their job. Do your job. They're supposed to do their job. But when your defense is banged up and it happens four times in a season, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Four times this happened. Where he scored too fast and they gave it right back up and lost the game. We'll see what happens. We'll see slow it happens. down. Slow we're it only, down. We're only a week and a half, a week and a half away. Better, you know, better field and better time management is the other thing I need to see from yeah, Justin no Herbert. I also felt in all nine of those games, I'll show you a moment where I think Herbert blew the game. Where I think he cost them the game well before the defense couldn't close it out at the end. We never say that about Mahomes when he scores too fast. We're in awe when that happens. I, the guy loses like one or two games a year. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not worried about him. Play. I'm worried about a guy who loses nine games. Seven and nine. It's a team effort. It's a team effort. It is a team effort, but I also expect more from my quarterback. The same thing can't keep happening. We'll see. Hey, we'll see. They have all the tools to win some games, Herbert. Win some games, and we'll talk. It's the same. Oh my God! This is the same guy that still defends Gary Sanchez to this day. To this day, the Yankees are winning, and Gary Sanchez has yeah. more home runs than any catcher not named Salvador Perez. So best I think I was right. He's your best catcher in baseball. Anyways, there is. He's the older, first, way older than Gary. That's the there downside. The there. That's why Gary's better. There's the first half of our preview. We just did the AFC. We'll be back Friday or Saturday to do the NFC side of things. And we'll also have this week. Definitely won't be Saturday. Huh? Definitely won't be Saturday. Right, so it's going to be Friday, boys. So we're coming back on be Friday. Thursday or Friday because I have college football Saturday, bro. Well, then it's going to be Friday. So mark, right. your mark your calendars. Could so also be Friday. Thursday. No, well, I'll make that decision. 
it's going to be at the end of the week. Yeah, I'll make that decision. End of the week, we'll be doing the NFC side of things. Maybe we'll skip a little baseball because, well, we know what the Yanks are doing. Maybe next we'll week, we'll do predictions and Yankees. And then next week, we'll do our NFL 2021 preview show with all predictions, winners, MVP winners. And then this week, we'll also do, sponsored by Ted's Eats, our top five Chinese dishes this week. So I'd like to see, hopefully, Joe, sorry. I don't know if there's any coastal part of that, but I'm sorry if there is. We'll talk about that all at the end of the week. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Big news. Cam Newton is out. Mac Jones is in. So a lot of football happening. Here we go, boys. Ladies and gentlemen, Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcast and cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.